voice always makes me laugh this is episode 73 of from shrooms to skyrim with matthew and hiram the show is not really about shrooms it's not really about skyrim those are just the motherfucking parameters i'm your host matthew the ball bambino i got hiram on the couch the blockbuster guy joined by a special guest the legendary kmar yo yo what's going on what's going on <laughs> And this episode is brought to you by Sandbar, home of the motherfucking fish taco, Coconut Grove, Miami, Florida, 33133, Taco Tuesday, Whiskey, Whiskey Wednesdays, Wednesdays, Ladies Night, Ladies Night Thursdays. Thursdays. <laughs> 35 Wait. different beers on tap, 22 different <laughs> big screens. Come by and watch the playoffs. And this episode is now also brought to you by what? The Last Carrot. What? At 3133 Grand Avenue, Miami, Florida, 33133. They are open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. And Sundays from 11 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Family-owned, fresh, wholesome eats since 1975. Where they serve garden-fresh pita sandwiches and fresh veggie juices. Check them out on Instagram at The Last Carrot. Let me tell you something. It's fire. Yeah, I, today, right? It's fire. I went to the gym, okay? I'm, okay. Tr- I'm, I'm trying to get back right. Okay. okay. Went crazy on shoulders. Are you, uh, and you went crazy <laughs> on chest yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Take it easy, poppy. So I stopped in the Grove. I went to Sandbar. Uh-huh. And got a shrimp wrap. Of course, because they're delicious there. With uh, the motherfucking sweet potato fries mm. with Chipotle on the side. Mm. Can't go wrong. Nope. Okay, then I walked over to the last carrot and got a, motherfucking, <laughs> got a motherfucking smoothie with all the available uh, fruits and vegetables. Okay. And then Aaron, the owner, was like, Matt, there's one more slice of lemon poppy cake <sighs> left. Do you want it? And I was like, hell, fuck it. You can't go wrong with lemon no, poppy cake. It was no. like. Not from that place. It, it was an amazing day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ice cube style. Yeah, today, today was, was a good exactly. day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Bam, there we go. Yo, it's, it's been a while. Uh, yo, we used to see each other like every other day. Basically. Every matter, day. Matter of fact, when I when I was in the best shape of my life was when you were my personal trainer. Thank you, bro. That means a lot. That's a keep it a buck. That means a lot, bro. Okay. And then and then I see you today. <laughs> And see, like, 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 my shit right now is just like it's just it's hanging off. You know what I'm saying? Good, bro. And then, and then you, you just over there, like, like 
like the the threads of your shirt are screaming right now. No, no I'm afraid. I'm afraid to make them angry. I'm afraid to make them angry. It's, the it's, the it's tension just, on the shirt sleeves <laughs> says the guy who works story security. Oh, oh, and escorts in all the celebrities. Yeah. So listen, the celebrities gotta feel safe, right? You know what it is? Oh, okay, it, it's, it, it's the bald head. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, can't, can't go wrong. I got you. <laughs> I, they would not feel safe with me. I can can, 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 can you flex for the viewers one time? Oh, give man, give them a little, on, give them a little, a little Christian Bale in the middle of American Psycho. Okay, the, okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to do it. That was so mean. <laughs> He nah, can bench press you, listen, dude. He, he wouldn't be mad if he didn't, man. <laughs> he can bench press you. This Starts breaking is. the microphone. Yo, so, this guy used to walk into you fit and have me on Snapchat based off of what I was rocking. Okay. So I would always call a color, coordinate my oh. shoes to whatever the colors was of you fit to the outfits. Oh, my God. Right. But Yo, I, this guy <laughs> was, you know, there's one thing, you know, match clothes. And you might match... The car you drive in one day. Right. This motherfucker was matching the entire environment, right, okay? It. So he would walk in talking <laughs> shit on Snapchat, and I wouldn't think, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I turned, he had the phone on me. He was like, yo, he'll be describing <laughs> before he walks up. <laughs> so anytime I was in, like, a bad mood or it was a bad day or whatever. And he know, showed up? Bro, he showed up. It would be wild, and, like, it's just a good energy. Nope, he's a good man. Good vibe. Uh, I, like, I would see on, on your uh, social media, like, you just got the new Jordans, you know what I'm saying? Then I see him on you, like, a week later. I'll be like, okay. Uh, that's true story. Who, you work out in Jordans? Dude. Well, training people. Uh, I mean, because I was a trainer there. So I used to train from 5 in the morning to 12, take a break, then come back in the afternoon from 5 to close. But close is, like, 12 for them? 11? Yeah, like 11, to like late 12. But the thing was, back then it was 24 hours. So what oh, I would yeah, do is right. I would train I would train all my clients from 5 to 12 and then come back and train people from 5 to 9. Then after 9, if they were still there, then, because I would be on show prep, like getting ready for a bodybuilding show, mm. then I would change clothes and then train myself for two hours. And then also, check this out now, ju just for self-discipline, I would walk. At the time, I lived like um, only a mile, maybe 1.3 Miles away from the gym, I would walk to the gym at four in the morning to make it there at five. Right, right? work, uh, train people, leave at twelve, get home to one, take a nap, leave at four, come back at five, train people from five to nine, work myself out, then walk back home oh, at night. Jesus. I did that every day for eight months. Straight. Okay, how many calories were you consuming at the time? Uh, say so like forty five hundred. Wow. Hey, yo, I remember your diet was fucking strict. Oh, Seven times a day. Shit. Uh, I had everything down to like What are you the scale. eating? But what are you eating to, to consume 4,500 calories? Uh, so egg whites, uh, fish, um, baked chicken, um, uh, sweet potatoes, uh, asparagus, broccoli. Jesus. Um, um, something as simple as a rice cake with peanut butter on it. Oh, my God. That's like that's a yo. When you really dieting, yo, I just saw a, you flashback in your mind. I, I saw that was it like, too, dog. I saw it too, right in his eyes. That was oh, salvation so amongst this fucking sea of egg whites. Yo, I rice cake with I'm peanut butter. Chicken. I always tell people you can tell like when you really dieting when the simple shit tastes like filet mignon, man. Like he used to see me. I used to be there with like a, a stack of rice cakes, and I would have almond butter, man. 
And I would lather the almond butter on it and eating that to me was like that was a Snickers or something. Bro. Right, 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 right. See, right. he didn't spread it on because when you lather something, it's an act of love. He didn't just put the almond butter on the rice cake. He lathered, lathered it. that thing on it, man. He lathered that thing and because enjoyed you think, every bite. That's a that's a that's a um, source of fats. So I would do like 20, 20 grams of fat per like meal, just about. I would stay around sixty one to eighty, no higher than eighty grams of fat a day. Yep. That's just so my body would utilize and burn the fat that I already have. So, like, it would it would go into keto, or no? Yes and no. It depend. The closer I got to the show, the more yeah. Okay. But the further away, you can kind of get by with it. But by time it's like six weeks out, five weeks out, four weeks out, man, you like clinging to dear life. Yeah, yeah, dude. And because your body fat is like you, you want to be in the single digits. Yeah. So you already like chilling around ten percent body fat. So, I mean, at that point, Dude. yeah, like anything that you eat can either give you life or make you just be like, damn. The break and, and make it all like go away, right? Right. So, I like on the weekends, even. you could have one cheat meal. So, say, like, my cheat meal, my go to would be a burger. That one burger would carry me for like four days. I would just be like, in uh-huh. total bliss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thinking about it too, right? And then thinking about it, like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to have this thing. This is like, this is going to be my reward and for the, all of this shit that I just put myself in. And through. the mental fortitude to allow that and then not go down that slippery slope. What got you it's started tough. with that? So what happened was 2011, right? Mm-hmm. 2010. I got hired to GNC. So I'm going to give you a little story. I'm going to be real. Okay. I'm going to be real with people. So I wasn't always the fitness guy, the concierge guy, all that. Everybody got a pass, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a point in time in my life when I was a convicted felon for trafficking, okay? Okay. So the thing was, I told myself, um, when I got out, I made a promise to God that I would never sell drugs or move anything ever again in my life, right? Right. So when I got off of probation in 2010, in order to psych my mind to make me feel like I was still hustling, I wanted to have certain situations where I had money coming from all angles. So I got a job at TJ Maxx, okay. Best Buy, and GNC, right? Right. So I did TJ Maxx from, um, that was like from 5 to 12. I didn't have a car because all that, I, I lost all that from, you know, what right. I went through. So I would have to walk from TJ Maxx to Best Buy, go in the bathroom, change clothes, work Best Buy from 1230 into 430, then walk across the interstate. This is all in Charlotte, North Carolina. I will walk across the interstate. Anybody who's watching this, if you're in Charlotte or familiar with Charlotte, I'm talking about Carolina Place Mall. So y'all know the, the shopping center across the street from Carolina Place Mall. I will walk across that, go to GNC and close from 5 to 9, and then catch the bus home. I did Holy that every shit. day. I did it every day for six months, right? Uh-huh. So the thing was, in six months' time, I was so good at GNC, they was offering me my own store, that store, to be the GM. Oh, shit. But now, check this. Even though I got the GM position, I was so, like, used to that money, money, money. Only thing I let go was TJ Maxx. I still was um, one of the top producers in home theater at Best Buy 2. Facts. Do you make commission off those things if you sell them? So they stopped stopped commissioning in 1995 because people were scrapping for it. Like, yeah, uh, like okay. if you, yeah, you sold yeah. a home yeah, theater yeah, yeah, system yeah, yeah, yeah. and you put your numbers in there, like, you got to see me about that, you know? Yeah, 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 <laughs> so they you. stopped in 95 <laughs> from doing commissions. So the only thing you would get is, like, if you sold X amount, they might gift you something or da-da-da. But I always tell people the best thing about Best Buy is the discounts. You only pay 10% more than what the store pay for products. So let's say a monster cable. A monster cable, back then, I don't know about now, but in 2012, 2013, they were $99 and up. 
Right. We would get that same monster cable on our discount for ten dollars. So it oh, lets you know shit. how much Best Buy is paying for that monster cable. You know. So yo, you see that that's an amazing. Perk. That's 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 an amazing. That's, a, that's a not like a perk, that's not like a percentage off the floor price. I would go to fucking work there right now. <laughs> Because you got to think, like, they want you to be able to sell from a passionate place of experience. If you got this shit in your home, you can sell it a whole lot better than you just saying, oh, it converts 4K picture to, nah, like, yo, I got this plasma at my house. It looks like this. If you get it calibrated, it's how, oh, and that too. The services from Geek Squad, you get it for dirt cheap. The TVs, the best thing I always tell people, you want to wait till uh, Memorial Day weekend or um, Labor Day weekend when they have what they call open box, an open box television. Uh, oh, and yeah. on top of your discount, you can walk out of there with an LED screen for like two hundred dollars. That's like a forty six or sixty something or something. Like yeah, that. Yeah, easy, yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, they're out of box specials. I I only shop their out of box special stuff. I'm like, only eh. thing you be missing is like a mount or a remote. But and sometimes you can even you can even swing like a universal remote control off of that. Easy, or you're like, uh, well. This is a Samsung, and that's a Samsung, and that Samsung has the same power cable. Can I have the power cable? And it, they're like, it. all right, cool. Yeah, I I, I I, do that. I've done that. So hold see. on. To, to get back on top. <laughs> so what happened was once I once I got became the GM of a GNC, right, all the guys that were managers, right, they all body build. And I was just like, man, you know, I come from hoop. I played ball all my life. I ain't in no bodybuilding shit. So, one, so I started working out with the guys, right? So one night, we was all smoking and shit. And they were all entering a competition. And the thing is, y'all, I have a thing for pizza, man. Like, pizza is like, oh, I could eat pizza every day. But you, when I used to be at the, that was my, that was, that's like my kryptonite, pizza, man. Ugh. So one night we was all smoking, and they was like, yo, Kev, you go get in the show? And one of the guys, I'll never forget, his name was Nate. Shout out to you, Nate. Nate was like, yo, Kev can't get into the show because he can't stop eating pizza and it sounds right it sounds simple right but they we was all high so they was like dying laughing i mean man listen this shit hurt my feelings so bro it broke I'm talking about me the, i'm talking about the laugh where like people are crying they're not even breathing they just like in a fetal <laughs> position i'm just standing there like damn it's really that funny and niggas was like he can't do what Nate? he can't do what and he just repeated like he can't stop eating pizza and i was like so Quietly, without them knowing, I entered into the fucking show, and I started dieting. So my first ever men's physique show, when men's physique first came out, I didn't have a prep coach or nothing. I just tried to Google this online, everything by myself. So what happened was, slowly when the show got to get closer and closer, they couldn't keep up with their diet. They wanted their pizza, their whatever, whatever, because after work every day, we would all smoke. So I stopped smoking with them and all that shit. So by the time it came for the last couple weeks to enroll into the show to make it official, they had all pulled out like, yo, y'all still going to the show? We got anybody competing? And I put it into the group chat for all the managers. Like, y'all got, yo, the manager of store 262, I'm in there. They was like, yo, Kev, you there? <laughs> so when they saw me, when I had to go get 10, they saw my address. They was like, yo, you really? I'm like, I'm doing it. Where y'all at? Damn. Damn right. I, I, that, that's how it all started. <laughs> that's how it all started. Fucking joke. Somebody fucking made a joke. fucking joke. Nate. Shout out to you, Nate. 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 <laughs> that's the most motivational joke I've heard in a long fucking time. Yeah, Holy shit. Man. Oh. And uh, and that was what, 2013? 2013. That's so that was like awesome. my third year as being a manager. And you still and you still compete? Yeah, so the last time I competed was all of the, all of 2019. I'm trying to go for my pro call, man. So 2020. I mean, most of the shows was a no-go, right. so I didn't compete at all. 2021, I was taking the whole year to 
put on as much mass as I can. And now here we are, 2022. So towards the end of 2022, I'm going to try to get back on the stage. How do the weight classes work? Okay, so I do men's physique. So in men's physique, they don't do weight. They do height. So like class A, like the shorter guys, B, I'm usually C. I'm six foot even. Okay. So I'm usually C class, but it just depends on who shows up. Because if a lot of guys don't, uh, a lot of guys show up, and and the height got to go up, I could easily go to a D, right? Or I could easily go to a B. Depends on you know, it just depends on. But now when you go to classic um, physique or super heavy bodybuilding, now they have a weight requirement, especially the two twelve. Like the two twelve is right before the men's open, so they can't go over two hundred and twelve pounds, no matter how tall they are. If they do, this forfeited, you disqualify. 212 pounds? That's it? Some, yeah, yeah, but listen, right. this is the thing. I always tell people, body composition. There's some guys that are 212 pounds that look colossal. Okay, I, I, uh, uh, but like uh, like um, Ronnie Coleman? So Ronnie Coleman is super heavy. Ronnie is probably one of the heavy, well, before Big Ronnie. He was, he was the, the heaviest to ever hit stage. Ronnie Coleman was uh, two two ninety five at four okay, percent right. body fat. Okay, so that's a completely different weight class. Yeah, that's that's what you call men's open. That's a super heavy. Right. They don't have a limit. Oh, yo, just imagine how how much muscle that is, Dude, I, bro. Think about it. Out of two hundred ninety five pounds, only four percent of that is fat. Hey, you know you got some some skeleton and some organs yeah, in there. You, you, so so you've that's seen what happened. Four percent fat. Four percent. You've seen what happened to him though. He's paid I mean, the price for that. Yeah, I mean that that's one of the he's, things he's I hate. Paid, like. He's he can barely walk he nowadays. Ba- yeah. It's real bad, man. He had like yeah. I saw him on the JRE. 20 surgeries. Yeah. Is is there like an ideal post uh like show route to go to a- avoid stuff like that happening? So, yes and no. Like, Always tell like, people like like a like a way to a routine re- like like recovery. Of course, it's it's plenty of them. You got refeeds, you got uh the fact that you're not supposed to really even work out. Now, some people do if you got shows lined up after that, but usually you want to take like a month, month and a half off from even lifting. Let that body recover because in all actuality, I know I'm going to get catch flack for saying this, but bodybuilding is not safe. Like, I look in the camp, bodybuilding honestly is not safe, okay? So you're putting your body through a lot of stress. First off, the human body, you're not supposed to be under 10%, 12% body fat, Okay. What one thing about your body fat, it helps um, keeps the central nervous system functioning, okay? So now if, if your central nervous system is lagging or are not able to function properly, that goes with your thinking, comprehension. Bro, I mean, my this, my I mean, central all... nervous system is on fire right now. <laughs> Look at this body fat. My central <laughs> nervous system is popping. So when you're getting you you doing that and you're dieting, you're carb cycling. So some days, you know, we'll go low, you know, two or three days with low carbs one day high carbs, you know, that has a potential to spike insulin levels. You, yeah. you get where I'm going now? So yeah. I mean, you, if you do that for like, you know, a good 12 weeks, depending on how many shows you do a year, think about that. It, it's not healthy. So you got to have some kind of time away from that. And then of course, on the other side, which I call the dark side, if you don't cycle off from that stuff, when some people get on it and get addicted and they just keep it going for six uh. months to a year to a year two, yeah, that it gets bad. So you're saying that like while the outside of the body might look jacked, the inside the, is the, screaming. The, the, the actual internal organs are because you just said like, uh, well, insulin spike. 
Oh yeah, of course. Right. I mean, from, ju- from ju- just our diet thing? alone, just our diet alone is an insulin spike because we're eating seven times a day. You're not supposed to eat that many times a day, and each one of those meals are either with with high carbs or low carbs, regardless of the fact. But that's how much we're eating a day. Like right now, I'm two forty five, trying to get two sixty. I'm doing forty seven hundred calories a day. Jesus. Easy. You're and trying to get to 260. I want to get to 260 before I cut. Because that, my issue is I'm a naturally skinny person. Okay. I'm naturally skinny. So I, if, if you're not heavy enough, when you start cutting, you're going to get I'm going to lose a lot. And, and, and it's one thing to be shredded, but you got to have some kind of mass. Because think about it, I'm 6'1". So now to go back to what I was saying. If somebody's 6'1 beside me and they're 215 and shredded and I'm 198 shredded, who do you think is going to win? Yeah. Right. I, I don't think the average person realizes how much strategy scientific know-how with like just the just goes in and and this is like you know bodybuilding is really an extreme sport it's not in your face flashy you know like snowboarding or something but this is really it's really strenuous it's really a mental game which is kind of ironic because it's bodybuilding because it's a like you're talking about it's a long-term thing it's dedication and that's it's all like one thing about it versus any other sport is like you have a season, right? Or you have, like, say, football or basketball or whatever, right? You have, like, the game, and then you got, like, you know, days off, you got practice, whatever, whatever. One thing about bodybuilding is that shit is 24-7. 24-7, I got to think about every three hours, I got to be consuming some food, uh, right? Because I, I got to keep this saying. metabolism going. And along with consuming this food, I got to take certain supplements. Right. I got to take this B6 with every meal to help speed this digestion up. I got to take this digestive enzyme to make sure I break down all this protein because the protein I'm consuming is higher than normal. So my body may not absorb it. And it that's might, really bad, damn right? Damn right. Because I, I could urinate it out or defecate it out. But if I do that, I'm losing muscle gains. It, 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 it's, it, but that's what I'm saying. You have to think about this shit all the time. Think about it. Date life is ruined. You go on a date and your girl want to order something. You got to look at a food calculator. You got to call your coach. Yo, can I have this? Do the restaurant have a food? Like, you? that's 24-7. Yeah, and so you're doing this now, right? You were you were, you were talking about the fact that it was, you're you're trying to get your pro card. Because you're right. an amateur at this point right now, Been right? Been amateur since 2013. What is, what is that, what is, what is, what are the qualifications for you to get a pro card? What, what is it that you have to do? Do you have, do you have to win X amount or place in X amount of tournaments? So it's, so, it's really, so it's really tricky because some people get, I won't say lucky, I say they blessed. Some people can do like two shows, three shows, and get it tops. Two shows, get it tops. Whereas a person like me, I've been competing for this since 2013. Now, take in mind, I've taken years off in between then. But okay. just saying, like, some people go a long time or some people just don't get it ever in their life. So how you get it is uh, you do a local show. If you place top three. A local show for who? So uh, NPC. Okay. All right. You do an NPC show, and in that show, you place top five, right? Okay. You automatically qualify for nationals. Okay. If you do a national show and you come in top five, or like whether sometimes it's top five, sometimes it's top three. Mm-hmm. If you come in the top three, you get your pro car. So in. now you're you're a certified professional bodybuilder. So now comes the the pictures in Men's Health magazine, uh, you know, different magazine covers, uh, Supplement sponsorship deals, right. things like that, and right. of course, when you when you talking to clients, potential clients, you're like, oh, you know, you're IFBB pro, you've been there, done that. I can right. trust you. Like you've put your body through the extreme, so I know. Right, because that's still part of your business. Part of your business is still being a personal trainer. Right, of course. So I mean, I train at least, man, 
least six people a day, 12 people a week. Wow. And that's from 5 a.m. in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. Where do you think, I mean, I, I first of all, I mean, the story, I'm, I'm sorry, Matt, if I'm hijacking this. It's just a fascinating story. No, yeah, uh, I want to go back to it as well. Um, you know, how you get to where you are now, right, from where you started this conversation, which was, you know, you were a convicted felon. Yeah. Right? Where is is this dedication that you have to bodybuilding because of that? Like, is this another proxy? Is bodybuilding another proxy for the hustler mentality that's that not, you were initially replicating? I, I'm wondering where the discipline comes from. So the discipline comes from my grandfather. Like, my father was murdered when I was three. So my, my mother's dad practically raised me. Okay. And he was a, a plant supervisor for DuPont, right? Oh, shit. Okay. Yep, six-figure job, right? But he also, even though he had four kids, which is my mother and everybody, he also went back to college, right? After his bachelor's, he went back to college to learn small engine repair. So everybody in the neighborhood that had car issues, he could fix their cars on the weekend as a hustle. Like, you understand? So, right, so he right, was right, always right. had his hands on a bunch of different things. The same thing for my mother, respiratory therapist, working at uh, one of the biggest hospitals in Atlanta. We moved to Atlanta, Grady Memorial. But she also worked on the weekends at a nursing home. And on, you know, then she started doing traveling, you know, traveling right. work. So I've always seen people in my family get money multiple ways. Right? Gotcha. So, so that's been in me since I was a kid. You have a work ethic, like a legit yeah, that, work that's, ethic. That's been that, that way. That your your grandfather, your mother, everybody in your family works. It's a real work ethic. You don't know what to do when you're not doing that. My grandmother, a school teacher, all her life, right? Mm -hmm. I've seen her train, uh, uh, teach sixth grade on the weekdays at night. I would go to the prison with her, and she would teach the prisons to get their GED. Okay. And my grandfather would meet her there so she wouldn't be, you know, a woman by herself, herself. With, with a grandchild. They, he would come and meet her there and she would be teaching guys to get their GEDs. But then it's, during the summertime, she taught summer school. Like, so you get, you get what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And now I her do. husband making six figures and she's working like that. Right. 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 So, so that's always been and he's there. And a side hustle. Right, right. And, <laughs> and, and me talking about this is things I've probably forgotten, but y'all helping me remember this. Like, this is, this is crazy. So that's where I come from. So far as that, I mean, that's just that. But the bad thing about that is I took that same mentality during my college years to the street. I did the same shit. Mm. So I was a full-time college student. I was a scholarship student for music. My major was I mean, my major was business management, but my scholarship was in music. I was on the on the on the um, drum line. Okay. Right. So I got that going, and at the same time, I'm running houses. <laughs> you feel me? Like, yeah. Real shit. So it's like. It, in North Carolina? No, in, in Orangeburg, South Carolina. South Carolina State University, shout out. HBCUs, SCSU, Marching 101. Yeah, of course. But yeah, so so I was there, and here I am, you know, doing my academic thing, but on the weekends, Kevin got a whole other life. Right. Right? So I got, I got caught, actually, my first time in college, leaving a block party, and somebody got shot, and I was running away, Right. But I fit the I fit the description. Oh man! Right. Yes. So when the cops all pull up to go to the party, they saw me running by myself, and they ran up on me. And I kept stuff with me because I always was on that whole mentality of like I always want to, always want to be right. that. I always want to have. So I got. So that was my first. 
I didn't tell my family or nothing. I hustled all my way through that to do my pretrial intervention, everything. They didn't know Ooh. nothing. So that Christmas, they was like, yo, you coming home? I'm like, nah, I'm 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 a work. So actually I was working for free doing community service at the Goodwill. That's how I found out about Goodwill. Cause I was working for free to cut off my my time. Yeah, you know, for pre-child intervention. So that was my first. Then my second was after college, 2007. Me, I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina after college. And I mean, yeah, things had escalated for me. We talking about from 20, 2004 to 2007, yeah, things had escalated. So by the time I got caught that time, once again, it was a, you fit the description. Uh, I had I had I had the TVs hanging from the ceiling, the five percent tent, the rims. You know what I mean? And, and what happened was my cousin was like, "Yo, you run a McDonald's for me right quick before you go where you gotta go." Nah, and I had the work still on me, in nah. a stash box. Yeah. So I mean, there you go, a McDonald's fucking trip, a McDonald's trip, bro. And the thing was, I, they couldn't find it. I had a stat, they couldn't find it. And it was just like, "Yo, listen, it was two black guys." Like, "Yo, listen, uh, if we call them boys." And make you and make them work, ain't nothing we can do. But if you just tell us, we'll cut you a deal. And I was 22. I was like, fuck shit. Right. I done been here for two hours. They done towed the whole car. They can't find it. Maybe they real show me some love. Boom. Did what I did. No. No love. No it was love. like, it was like, yo, we would have, but damn, this is too much. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take a trip. I'm like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Like, Are I'm, you out your mind with it? <laughs> I'm just being honest, you know. I'm like, damn, like they like, nah, man, I mean, we could, but damn, like. All this, we gotta take you in. He should have just fucking made him work for it some more. I should have, man. Like, I don't, I don't know how it would have panned out. So I had to. So, blessing wise, I hired the the, the lawyer, one of the lawyers that defended Ray Caruth. Now, yo, I know, I know, I know who Ray Caruth is. Ray Caruth, is. right, man? Like, you know who yo, Ray Caruth is? R.I.P. I mean, rest in peace to Sharika Adams, man. She, that was one of the worst trial. Man, I saw that trial. I watched that. Follow that trial yeah, on yeah. court TV. That was horrible. Ray Caruth had a baby mother who was a stripper, right, in Charlotte, North Carolina. He was a Carolina Panthers wide receiver. She told him she was pregnant. He didn't want to have the kid. They went to see a movie. After the movie, he said, follow me to my house, but drive your whip. I'm going to drive my whip. Stopped at a red light, boxed her in, paid some guys to spray her car up. But she lived to, to go to the hospital and tell the cops who did it and how it was done and have her baby. And she died after that. They gave them niggas mad time. He just got yeah. out here recently. The, yeah, he did. The little boy just graduated. Like it's a real sad, it's a real sad story, bro. Yeah, the kid, real sad the story. kid had like a lot of like physical repercussions. Yeah, and like, you know, it's it, fucked up, bro. It, it was yeah, it was it was crazy. It was like at the time, it, it, it if I'm not mistaken, no, well, it wasn't shortly after OJ, but it was it was as big as that like whole yeah, OJ yeah, situation. It, 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 it was, you know it was super saying? big. Like it's so big. They made um, spinoffs on um, A and E TV about it, like um, forensic files or like whatever, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, like it's it's yeah, it's real <laughs> forensic big. Forensic files. I'm just saying it was some kind no, of joke because I'm not watching it, no, no, and I, I was like, I know this <laughs> cornball. But anyway, I hired one of his lawyers to help me. Oh, there right, you go. because the one thing that they happened, they they took the cam. So when they was looking for the cam footage, they did keep their word on that. They they took the cam away. So I was able to get instead of getting three years fed time, I was able to get three years fed probation. So if I ever violated, then that time would be added back on to your sentence. I had to go do it right then. Right. So 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 right quick before we leave this, I want to say this to the camera and say this to um my African American men, my sisters and brothers. It was it was during that time that when I learned that this whole shit is a trap, right? And what I mean by that is when I walked into the facility, 
they took away our belts, right? So my jeans, of course, back then, we were still wearing baggy shit. I, it took away my belt. So when they took away my belt and I had my hands cuffed behind my back, every station I had to walk to, I had to pull my pants up. Well, I couldn't. They had to pull them up. And when I looked around, all of the black men, they had to have an officer pull their pants up. Every time you take two steps, your shit would drop. And when they would pull our pants up, they would laugh. That's the most, that was the most degrade. like, bro, that's so fucking degrading. So they got to pull your pants up, right? So that's when they hit me like, damn, you know, my grandfather was right. This sagging style that we do, it comes from jail. I never, I thought he was super old school and didn't know what he was talking about. Nah, the shit comes from jail. So that was strike one. Strike two for me was when they told me, okay, listen, for these three years, you are marked as a, as a convicted felon. So anytime you try to go for a job or anything, I couldn't even get a job at Wal at, at McDonald's, Walmart, even Myers. I couldn't even go get to uh, or Kroger at a grocery store because right. they would send me my background thing in the mail and say, "Hey, we see this on your thing for felony trafficking." So watch this. I can't get a job, but I have to pay restitution to the state. I got to pay taxes for the dope I got caught with. Right now, I got to also pay my PO every month. Every month, and then. Randomly, whenever they ask, I gotta pay seventy dollars for a drop. The piss, right. right? And then when you do the drop, you gotta do the drop in front of a person because it's fed. You can't go in the bathroom and close the door, nah. And you know what they would do? They'll put a guy there every time to watch you. So that's just disrespect on all levels. So you mean to tell me if I miss a payment for a drop, if I miss a payment to the PO, if I miss a payment for Fact. the taxes, I go back to jail for the rest of the time, but I can't get a job. So how am I going to make my payments? What I got to do? So if you really want to lock me up, all you got to do is sit back and do what? Watch me. Bro, that, that I made. that's what I'm saying. From that point on, I told God, like, yo, I get out of this. I never hustle again because it, it, it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a revolving door. It's a revolving door, bro. So basically, they set you up to not be able to get a job, and say, hey, make these payments on a timely fashion. If you miss one violation, you go up. back. You go back. And by the way, even if it's your last one, don't it don't even matter. Right. <laughs> don't don't right, even matter. Right. If you if you miss it, you, whatever that time is, you got to go back and serve that. Oh, and don't forget, you still got to pay those taxes. I finally finished paying my taxes off that. That was 2017. I got a letter from the IRS in 2013. I paid off all my taxes for all that. So they still was. So what was happening was they was taking the money from my GNC checks, right. my tax refund checks. I wouldn't even get the um, tax return to go to the yeah, right. facts. Bro, like, it's like you say, you know, like there's, there's levels to, you know, right or wrong and, you know, situational context. But the system is not built to rehabilitate mm -mm. or oh. to help people. No. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. Listen, uh, that's like there's there like it's all it's set up for money. No, here's they, the thing you no, have to you have to pay your prison, way out. American prison is big business. Y yeah, you have to pay your way out. Listen, I I I was in a situation not like that, but where I had to pay every couple of every couple of months. I had to give money to a probation officer every every or every month. I had to give money to a probation officer every month. I had to pee. Right, yep. it, it, but it was they, they, there was no concern about anything other than if you if you're hot, we're gonna get you, and it's free labor for us. Yep. Okay, and if you're not, okay, you've just paid for the test to prove that you're not doing it. Nothing came out of our pocket. 
And then we made you pay us anyway, you know, on top of that. And right? they treat you and, like and, crap. Like and this. right. And then you got that thing hanging over your head. You're like, dude, if I, you know, if I fuck, if I, if, if there's a cop with a, that's just having a bad day. You fuck. And I run into that cop. You know what I'm saying? Well, here we go. You know, like so, I guess. So imagine dealing with that for three no, years. No, fuck that. I had to deal for six months. I almost lost my mind. Yeah. Three, I, 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 <laughs> from, 2000, from 2007 to 2010. Uh, that was me. So I was, at that time, I was 22 years old, fresh out of college. My son was one years old. Like, yeah. like so, so even that, crossing the border, because it happened in Mecklenburg County. That's in Charlotte. My son lived in South Carolina. I had to get a thing from my PO to let her know, hey, it's my weekend to get my, bro, I'm yeah. telling you, like, it, yeah, this, yeah, that was a wake-up call for me. Like, I can't speak for get other caught. people. I couldn't get caught. If you were, if you if were I going. Got, so think about this. this. Let's just say, I'm going to get my son and uh, I didn't put on my seatbelt, and I got stopped, and I didn't tell my PO because like ah, oh, it's my son. Nah, the rest of them three years—that's a violation. The rest of them three years, you in you, right. yeah, fed time, and that and then when you do fed time that way, you never can get that expunged. That—that's fed time. You're a convicted felon for life, right? So damn, yeah, three years of that. So that's that was my brush early with the law, um, early on to let me know like yo, when I get out. I'm gonna do everything from the legal realm to like you know still keep this money going. Like I'm, a, you know, so that's how that's how the fitness thing came into me. I went to from being at GNC to winning all the competitions and sell at GNC. Muscle Tech hired me to be their regional account manager, so I had everything from Tennessee down to Florida. I was over, so I would hit uh, eight stores a day, GNCs or vitamin shops, take my pick, and I would do um, seminars and tell them how to sell Muscle Tech products. Sweet nice. job, right? So then when they laid me off, I was already here. So I got signed by Cellucor, the people who make C4, the pre-workout, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. So my job was the same thing for all of South Florida. And then once I started training NFL players and all that and start making that money like that, I was like, man, that, I left a corporate job. And the only time I had a corporate job was UFIT. And that was basically for the my free hours. Workout. Not only <laughs> my hours <laughs> towards... um. Because right now I'm in school for exercise science for my second degree. So that goes towards those hours from that because it was hands-on. I like how you dropped my second degree. Oh, no, I mean, I'm just saying. No, 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 it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm 15 years at Miami-Dade. So. No, that's dope, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's dope, man. I mean, like, you know, things no, happen. No, no, Make no. sure you, I mean, I always say, like, yeah, when it comes to colleges, like, it's just something to show you that you can finish. Where are you going? So it's a school in California. It was basically called ISSA, right? Uh-huh. That's who everybody gets their um, their certifications with. But they just recently merged with Lionel University. So the school is called Lionel University. Okay. And everything there is exercise science or physical therapy, things of that nature. Okay. So I'm going for mom for exercise science. My mother didn't want me to do physical therapy. I, I don't know about that, man. I'm about to be 40 in three years. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I got a I got a cousin who does sports physical therapy, and he banks, bro. Damn right. I mean, that's he banks. in today's world. He, he's got, he's, I, I remember, like, making fun of him. I'm like, you're going to what? And now I wish I could go back and be like, listen, dude, your art degree doesn't mean shit. Bro, imagine <laughs> how many players you always see with this NFL, NBA. Oh, they got a torn meniscus or this or that and the third. And you have to rehab them? What? They got banked. Yeah, you dude. charge them whatever you want to charge. They they need you. So 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 now with my with my exercise science degree and my knowledge, I'm the guy now though 
that I have relationships and rapport with a lot of physical therapists, they trust me to take their clients after they've recovered from them. So I'm that. Ne- oh, right. that's awesome, dude. Right. So, so like, so you're getting referrals from actual physical therapists. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For you, hey, look, this guy blew out his knee. Let work out with yo. So he blew out his knee. Da da da. da. He had his surgery. I I totally rehabbed him. He's able to. Yeah. So like, that's great. So, man. so like personally, um, if Stacy, I'm gonna send this to you, Stacy. If you're watching this, hi, Stacy. One of hi, my Stacey. biggest, one of my biggest clients that comes from that world. Is a lady named Stacy, man. Stacy is a sweetheart, y'all. Stacy lives in Pompano. Stacy, um, tell you an interesting story about Stacy. Stacy had an amazing, amazing job. She worked for American Express, and all she had to do was fly all over the world and visit American Express, um, visit hotels and give them ratings. And she was making six figures a year doing that, bro. That's <laughs> crazy, right? That's an awesome job. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's how does one is. how does one fall into that job? That was not at the job fair in my high school. Yeah, I, was, I would have been like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll fucking fly around and the world. Banking, right? So what happened was one day she was leaving. I can't remember if it was Hong Kong or where she was leaving, but she got on the plane, man, and she went blind for ten seconds, and it freaked her out. So the minute she landed in New York, she's from New York. She ran to uh, her, her doctor the next um, the next day or whatever. Whenever she got back, and they was like, he's like, you know, I went blind, da da da. So he did a scan on her. He came in the room and said, "Yo, listen, I need you to call your mom and them, da da da. We're gonna rush her in for surgery now." She's like, "Yo, what's going on? You have a tumor on your optic nerve, so it's pressing it, making you go blind like that. It's a tumor in her head." Come to find out, she had more than just that, y'all. Stacy has have a total of like fifty surgeries. She was bedridden in NYU for like three years, right? But now watch this. Show you how God works. Stacy now has her series seven and everything. She woke up a savant. She woke up from a coma, and now when she does numbers, she see it like shit in the sky. No fucking way. You're so talking now, about you're talking. I've heard of this. So now listen, she now. Does the stocks for all the millionaires in Pompano, West Palm, all that shit, Boca. She does all of them, right? So now I'm the person that's training her. She did she did physical therapy for two and a half years. And now I'm the person that's her trainer, bro. She's blind and deaf in, in, in her right side. And her legs and everything, just from laying in the bed for so long, she was going through major um, neuropathy. So now I'm the person that's building her strength. And she's doing phenomenal, man. Like phenomenal, but like yes. Yeah, so she she has a, a a crazy story because she went from that to like not expecting to live. She has a shunt in her in her head and everything. And now when she, when she works from home, and man, she's she's handling millions and millions of dollars for people in stocks. She's a whiz, a whiz. And, and but I'm her trainer. That, and that's she. Did she have interest in that before? Was that she, something she, that she, she, she was she, she good did, at? But she, but she loved her job so much that she right. was doing. It was just kind of like, yo, if I can just fly to right, 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 wow, Barbados and stay here for a while and write a review. Like I've heard, I've heard of people that. Uh, so I saw a documentary about a guy who had a stroke. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was supposed to be like what are the, what do they call those like those strokes that you have uh, that like you're supposed to die, but it but he didn't. Okay. Okay. Yep. And when the guy woke up, the guy had no artistic ability whatsoever, right? Like none. He wasn't an artist at all. When the guy woke up. Now he's a Basquiat. He has a compulsion to paint. He can't stop himself from painting. And it's crazy. Like he, his house is like, he'll, he'll take, he'll paint his whole house in a day 
Right? Every room, every wall, Bless you. just painting, painting, painting. Right. Wakes up the next morning and then just repaints it all over again <sighs> yeah, into yeah, yeah. something new. There's like layers of paint, like thick. That's ass, crazy. It's crazy, dude. And the guy's like, I, I, this isn't like, I never had, I, I was, I'd never had any ability to like to draw or anything like that. That's crazy. And yeah, it's like, I, I've seen them where it's like a dude could be from wherever and after surgery, he, uh, you know, he, has a, a, like he speaks with an Irish accent or yep, something that too. Like, with like a native accent or or like fluent okay. French or D- what the fuck is that about, dude? How fucking weird is <laughs> that? Crazy. Okay, I can understand the painting thing, right? Because everybody has a creative side, right? Right? Everybody has a creative side, you know, and it, I can understand that. But waking Yo, up like, and knowing another it's like language your brain, that you never studied, there's, that's there's crazy. billions of neurons and there's pathways that. Aren't connected you, and then think, they get rewired. Oh, dude. So I mean that, but then that 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 leads you down like a rabbit hole of like, is there like a such thing as a universal consciousness that we can somehow tap into? So you know what I'm not saying? Not to be and, super nerdy, but no, no, be super nerdy. This is a super nerdy podcast. Not to be super nerdy, but I'm I'm really reading this book called The Secret. Oh, oh man. Okay. Yep. And bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> When it, listen, I'm being honest. When it talks about being aware, it says that, okay, so the awareness, when it says being aware, right, right. it's saying to know that you are connected to a higher being. I consider my higher being is God, right? Mm-hmm. But it's saying we're all connected to that higher being. We all are. So if we all are connected here, that we're all connected here. So now that means when certain things happen, and like say y'all got a relationship, y'all cool, and like how y'all could finish other sentences and things like that, like mental telepathy, like that's all real because you are aware. You get what I'm saying now? Yeah, I just <laughs> I get that. I, I get read it. the book. I get it. I read the book. I'm new to it. And this I is read my the shit book right now. I had I, I had some uh some some interesting issues with it because so like for instance, a lot of the book will describe uh like the power of positive thinking, right? right? Like, okay. And you get it. Like, if you're putting it out there, then you get it, right? Right, right. All right. What six-year-old kid dying of leukemia put that out there? Like, I, I got to draw. I, you understand what I'm saying? Like, for me, the skeptic in me is like, okay, all right. Let's say I buy that. Let's say I, I, I go down your little fantasy about, like, if I think, I, if I think I'm going to be a millionaire, then I'm, I'm going to be a millionaire. Maybe. Or maybe you'll just be broke for I the mean, rest of your life thinking about something and not actually doing something to become a millionaire. Yes and no. Why I say yes is because my gripe with that deals with the fact that they say in there that they can teach you how to be positive so much that you'll never have a bad day. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. You, you and, why wouldn't, and why wouldn't you want to have a bad day? <laughs> if you don't have bad days, you can't appreciate the good ones. True. But at the same time, what it's trying to get you to see is, all right, watch this. There's also a, a post or a meme on Instagram that says about wasting your, wasting your time or your perception of the day. You wake up. You fumbling. You stump your toe. Damn. Oh, this day's starting off all crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, for the rest of the day, you go start. Oh, I dropped my spilt my coffee. Oh, blah, blah. like it all okay. started from the toe thing, right? But if you could hit that toe and then be like, ah, oh, you know what? And then say your little affirmations in the mirror that your day might, you know, 
Mm. I mean, gosh darn it. I'm good enough. I'm <laughs> smart enough. And people love me. Or, or like in that moment, like, you know, you're going to look like a crazy person, but like you hit your toe and you're like, <laughs> oh, that feels good. <laughs> That's a wake up call. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all kind of way. I mean, I, I get what you're saying because. That's a lot of things I hear, too, from people, and I think it, too. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I think it. Or, like, you know, you see certain things in the news where you're like, oh, the apartment building burned down. Right. All the, all, the kid, all the adults got out, but the kid didn't. You're like, damn. Like, you know, like, I get it, but. What shitty adults? I'm trying. Me, 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 personally, I'm trying to learn to really see if this whole law of attraction thing really works. I think. Here's the thing, man. I think that it can look like it's working. Because you're working something. You, the, it's not so much the law of attraction as it is so much the law of you going out and purposely put it. You're, you're conscious about the work that you want to do and right. the effort in which you put into that. And if you work at doing things, right, you get rewarded. But answer right? this You get me, better then. from doing it. And that's true. But now answer this. Say if it's a call. Y'all guys know this. If it's a call you want, you're like, damn. I really like this down the third. Mm-hmm. And you start thinking about it. Out of the blue, you see that motherfucking car everywhere you look. Is that not, oh, okay. Is that not law of attraction? That's just me now. Like, it's so bad with me. It's a certain car I want, and I got it on my vision board, damn it. And earlier today, before I came here to y'all, I went to get gas. The motherfucker pulled up once right beside me. I'm just like, okay. Like, I, I feel like that. 1976 Pento? No, nah, I, want, <laughs> I want the 2022 White Escalade with the black rims and the black face. Yo, I swear to God, I I knew oh. you. I, somehow I knew you was gonna say Escalade though. Bro, I swear to God, I was thinking it before you. Said. You know what? The law of everything. attraction. And so now, so now when I see him, I don't see the all blacks anymore. I don't see the gray. I see that the, color the scheme. That's crazy. Okay, yo, the, those fucking gray ones look hard though. Yeah, but the white, but the white with the black, bro. I'm you know, telling you, I actually, you ever actually haven't seen it in white yet. <sighs> All, so it's but you all know what? White. Tomorrow I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna see it in white. <laughs> I swear to God, when I say I'm gonna text me when I see it, I'm probably gonna see it tomorrow. So there's this there's this thing. It's you were talking about the, the car, right? Seeing the car. Okay. Right. So there's a thing. You do you guys ever look at your like look at the time and you're like, man, every time I look at the time, it always has that same time. Oh look, you know what? I got a meme for that. Okay. And this is a oldie. You know what I'm saying? Like, this you ever a, do this, that? So, like, sometimes. No, like, but this but this is an oldie but goodie. Oh, my God. This guy with the memes. Bitches be on their phone 24-7, then act surprised when they see 333-444-1111. Them angels not talking <laughs> to you, babe. Go outside. Yeah. <laughs> that is true, though. That is true. That It's because, it's like, your, your brain... Is wired for patterns. Yeah, p- pattern recognition. So mm. if 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 you if you're thinking about an Escalade, right, and that's the car you want, right, you're subconsciously, whether you know it or not, you're just subconsciously and consciously, I guess, when you 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 you're more conscious about it when you see it, right? Because you've decided that's the car I want. Well, it's like for me when I got uh, my Chevy Kia. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen this car before in my life. Right, now you see it everywhere. But now I'm like, oh, that's my car, that's my car, that's my car. All the fucking time. I never seen it before in my life right. until I got the car. Then so, I saw it everywhere. So now what that also goes to my second Bible, my second book that I always read, Think and Grow Rich, Chapter 2, Auto Suggestion. 
That's auto suggest. So that's just subconscious yeah, mind, that bro. Was listen, so awesome. <laughs> that was so awesome. It no. leads me to my next book. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> Chapter listen, two, auto suggestion. <laughs> it talks about how you have to condition your subconscious mind because check this out. Let's say, okay, let's use me for bodybuilding for instance. Right. Let's say, or anybody, you getting into the bodybuilding thing. You start your prep the first week. You're like, yeah, I'm killing this. Yeah, I'm doing good. Now you hit a pit stop. You start seeing Snickers commercials late night. You start seeing Arby's. They're talking all this other, to you. Right? And you start getting like all like, oh, shit. Double the beef. Your auto suggestion, your subconscious mind is going to automatically make you revert to what's comfortable. Yeah. You have to change that shit. So it ta- that whole chapter is talking about how to change your subconscious mind. Because your subconscious works when, when, when you think you're conscious. Your subconscious is the dominant thing. Oh, ho, ho. R.I.P. to my man. What's his name? Um, what's the man that just died recently? The uh, the guy that's all about energy and all that. Recently? Um, yeah, white Bob Proctor. Bob Proctor? Oh. Your paradigms. There you go. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. Your paradigms. Changing your paradigms, man. Change them. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> what are we doing? Yo, you, are we changing paradigms? Listen, man, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole with y'all. because No, I, I want to go down no. this rabbit hole. <laughs> I want to go down listen, this rabbit hole. Listen, your paradigms, man. That that's the key. That all links with auto suggestion. That's all your subconscious. You know, I I do throw that word around a little when I when I say I'm having a paradigm shift. That's it. <laughs> it's, it's hard. When was to know the last what, time you had a paradigm shift? <laughs> it's hard to know what he being serious about, man. I know, but it's just like no, I I really do like. I feel like I said it like a month or two ago. <laughs> okay. A paradigm shift. Well, and you know, I also, I feel like those books for someone like you, because, like, if there's a hammer in my hand, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's like. I like that. It, it's, like, it's, it's like a book is a tool, right? Right. But it's only as effective as who's holding the tool, you know what I'm saying? True. It's like a hammer in my hand is not as effective as a hammer in the hand of like a fucking master carpenter. Right. I got you. And so I, I feel like someone with, with your mind state that, you know, you've demonstrated through the decades, like those books like that are definitely like being, that knowledge is definitely being wielded to its full potential through you. I try, I try man, because the thing is, one thing I learned about entrepreneurship, I have two LLCs, by the way. Kmart Fitness's LLC and Escape Concierge. Escape Concierge. So the thing is, I learned about being an entrepreneur is, man, no matter how passionate you are or what's your why, your why could be, you know, your family, your kids, wife, your mother, whatever, you can get burnt out, man. Yeah. It's, man, it's so easy. And y'all doing this right here, I'm pretty sure y'all have days, especially in the beginning, where you just kind of be like, damn, you know, like, what are we doing? Like, you know, you, you go and look at your views on YouTube, be like, nah, it ain't there. You subscribe. You know, it's easy to get, you know, it's a roller coaster with this shit, right? It's like literally, like, even today, because I've been up since, like, I don't know, like, eight or nine o'clock. And then I got home a few hours ago and I'm lying there. And, you know, like, it's one thing when you got to go to work, you know what I'm saying? Other people have expectations of you. Right. But when it's you putting the expectations, it's really, you know, I could just I could just send a text out and be like, yo, don't feel good, good. whatever, don't, you know, you know, you, that, that, that's where accountability to yourself really comes into play. 
So then now with that accountability, if I log on and look at my mentor, Eric Thomas, or if I look um, listen to um, Bob Proctor, or if I just happen to grab my book, my other book I'm reading, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Book number right? three. Book number three, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You feel what I'm saying? I can look in there with my man is saying, hey, if you don't learn how to make money work for you while you're sleeping, you'll be a slave. Now, see, now, now for me, that's going to kick me to get up. Like, yo, I got to get up because I got certain people that are doing the personal training certifications too, and they say they want to work with me. So now I got to make sure I have so many clients so when these kids finish with this shit, right. they, I can, you see what I'm saying? So it's like that for me will make me get up out of bed like, yo, fuck all that. I can't nap or I can't do this. I can't do that. Like it'll be like a, a insert from a book or from me watching something. But sometimes it takes that because there are days where I'm just like, bro, like, like think about it. You work nightlife with me. You know, if I'm in front of a club checking people IDs or grilling people all night, right? Being a, being a bouncer from 10 p.m., to 5 a.m. My first client is at 7 o'clock. I don't sleep. There's times I'll go to the gym and I'll take a nap in the in, in the car. So when my clients get there, I still got on my club gear. Damn. And I go in there and train them with my club gear on. You want to like you, you catch what I'm saying? And I yeah, do this yeah. shit multiple times a week. So there's some days where yeah, it looks cool when people are like, yo, man, came away. That he be grinding. But there's some days I'm it's like, yo, hustle, fuck dude. all that. I want to go home and I'm going to go home like everybody else after the club. I, I want to go home and eat a fucking cheeseburger, man. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? I want to like, I don't want to go wait, train wait, When you do the like, fucking nightlife, the rest of the world is still on regular people time. Regular yeah. people time. So think about it. And it's not going to accommodate you. So now yeah. check this out. Now, not only I'm going to be training people, right? But now that it's morning and I'm sleepy, it's spring, it's spring break time here now, right? So now my phone's blowing up. Yo, I need a yacht. Yo, I need a hotel room. Yo, you got any Lambos for rent? Now I'm having to con- I'm having to try to focus texting people, and I really just want to crash because I've been up all night. Right, but you got to make that money, so that doesn't make a difference. You, you see hustle. what I'm saying? So, but I'm just saying, like sometimes, like doing that is like, uh, hey, uh, I need a Lambo. I got you. <laughs> I got I, you. I I I, I kind of feel like you've trained those synapses in your brain from doing the bodybuilding, which is like long-term strategy and 24-7. So you're already kind of wired yeah. to be, okay, bomb, 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 a lot of different things going in a lot of directions constantly. I think, I think everything has a reward. I think when it comes to concierge, I'm rewarded to keep going when I see people have a really, really good vacation that I put together. Like, you know, I don't... Like, they got the hotel room right. I got the mansion. I mean, uh, the yacht they wanted, the nice restaurant they wanted, and, and the guy's wife is happy. I'm like, yeah. So that, that's even more than the money. And then when it comes to the training, if somebody's like, yo, you know, I had one of my clients, Stephanie. Shout out to Stephanie. I had Stephanie last week hit me like, yo, I haven't been in a size four in like three years. And she's crying like, yo, thank you so much. Like, that to me be the shit that made me be like, that, oh, that's yeah, good. I'm that- good. Like, I, I can wake up. Like, I can stay up. I can stay awake. You know what I mean? Those be the times. That that's got to be an awesome feeling. Oh yeah, it's reward. It's more rewarding than the money, because you you you're giving people, you're making an impact, and people will always remember that. What's the saying? People remember not what you said, but how they how you made them feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, what I mean. Like like <laughs> like like you've literally guided and altered people's life paths. Oh yeah, yeah. But between both of them, whether it's I'm booking your vacation for you, your wife and kids, whether it's the bachelor party, bachelorette party. 
or then when it comes to personal training, you know, enhancing the quality of your life. So I always say both of my lanes is very kind of, you know, personal, hands-on type. Just from, cause we haven't caught up in a while, and like honestly, like you kind of you kind of blew me away with some stuff that I wasn't even aware about. I feel like, cause right now you got two things going on. You got the you got the experience, the concierge, and you got the personal training. Uh, you strengthen the people's bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing that's gonna complete your trifecta and what I really see you as as like you like, cause I I know you be reposting these a lot, and you really doing body that motivational speaker like bro like that's you that's you 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 and then you'll be the full package you'll be experienced body and, and mind. mind oh <laughs> so this is the thing i hear that all the time man but i can't i can't really see it what are you talking about you can't so, so see listen it. this is what i mean what are you talking about listen dude to me. i've heard people try to give life experience that don't have one tenth of what you've just shared with us on this podcast. I'm about to explain. So when I think of motivational speakers, right, I think about my mentor who inspired me to first become an entrepreneur, and that's Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher, right, E.T. I think about E.T. I also think about Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. I also think about, what's my man right here? Les Brown, right here from Miami, from 305, the, the, the infamous Les Brown. I think about those guys, and those guys are, like, super, like, passionate, almost preachy. Well, E.T. is a preacher. You know, like that. Me, on the other hand, I just give you, like, life game. Like, you know, or like Wallow 265, 267. Wallow is very loud and animated, and, you know, I'm just like a regular person, like, saying, hey, listen, I've been there, done that. You might not want to do that, because this is what's going to happen. But that's the shit that's going to touch people's lives that are there, because you were there. True. I I can see that. And they're going to be like, this shit is real. I could do this. He did that. And have you ever thought about it from the point of view that, like, yeah, there are the Tony Robbins and there are the ETs and there are, you know, the less, what was it? Less Brown. Less Brown, right? And they have their way of doing it. And the world really seems to like that. But maybe somebody's looking, maybe there are a lot of somebody's that are looking to do it the way that you're talking about doing it. Maybe maybe that, you know, I, I, I got to be honest. I mean, you're pretty good at it, you know, and at the very thank least you, with bodybuilding you. and the food and the nutrition aspect, you could de- definitely talk about that. I mean, that's There's clearly something that you're, it's not like you're not you're, an expert you're, on You're already it. doing it because you've been speaking and I'm motivated. So that's the, real shit, bro. That's real shit. It's like, it's not a matter of doing like the deed, the deed is already done. Look at that. That's that. real shit, bro. I'm and, not- and, and I take that like super, super passionate because there were days you would see me at the counter, like trying to doze off and catch a nap in between, like, and it would be just because I would be burnt out. But then I, but then you would come with that video, or say a funny <laughs> joke, and I'm like, you know what, <laughs> shit ain't that bad, bro. Like, my man, he got amazing energy. He did. He 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 worked the nightlife. He worked the clubs. If he can have energy, why can't I? Suck it up, Kev. And dude, because you you never ever had a negative aura, ever. And ev- I try not to, man. And everybody like, you know, Malik Talal, like shout out to the crew, Malik Talal, you. Who else used to be with us? Trey. So, Trey, yeah, Trey. Oh, Trey, be on here, man. Trey. Oh, shout out to the the new one. Got the new. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Uh, 
Angles. Oh yeah, but I I still talk to Ing. Yo, shout out to Ings. SoFlo um Grizz. He got shirts out. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I, 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 I'm 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 waiting on the shirt right now. Yeah, he he uh, making shirts now, man. He, he and, and he doing um jujitsu to yeah, a whole nother level. He he's doing fucking, competitions. Cause, yeah, bro, because Hiram, that's a, he's a fucking strong motherfucker. Bro, listen, I tell, <laughs> if you do jujitsu, you're probably gonna be a strong Yo, motherfucker. Listen, no, he was kid, already a strong motherfucker. Uh, a, a Dominican kid from Alaska, right? How the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Somebody got lost, Poppy. Somebody got really, really, really fucking lost, man. Yo, trust okay? me. When I first they met took him. the long way to the United States, <laughs> the very long way. When I first met him, I was like, "You from where?" So, so they're from Alaska. Moved here years ago. Saskatchewan? Oh no, wait, uh, uh wait, Skagway, Alaska. I don't even know oh, what area you're from. I think so, it's Anchorage. Anchorage, okay. Moved okay. here from Alaska, right? Went to Coral Gables High. Was a great wrestler there. Mm-hmm. Went to went to school FIU for exercise science. Okay. His first job out of college was me and him both together at UFIT. So he was a trainer there, right? So then all of a sudden when we when we left, we all like like yo forget UFIT. Some shady stuff went down. We all left together, right? He was like, you know, I haven't wrestled since high school. I'm thinking about picking wrestling back up. I'm like, yo, that's cool. That's a cool hobby. Here we are, four years later, this guy is a big jujitsu fighter, like tournaments and all. Winning. Really? Really? Yeah, man. What's his name? Angles. Ingles. Like it's like it's spelled like English almost with an E. Okay. Ingles. Um and his his uh his uh name on Instagram is SoFlow. SoFlow Grizz. Grizz. Like okay, for Grizzly. Looking, yeah. And now he's making shirts, man, and it's either like Dominican heritage or it's just like, you know, Inspiring the Alaskan lift. heritage. <laughs> <laughs> that too, he got some. He got yeah, some play it, on yeah, words. Yeah, says like uh, Alaskan power. Yeah, stuff like you know, just stuff uh, like stuff that. Like uh, jujitsu and coffee keeps me going. Stuff like that. Yeah, awesome. Like, like dope shirts, but like, that's he, cool. He, yeah, he he just he just dropped them like the past two weeks, and he's doing really good, like he yo really good kid man. If but yo like his fucking physique because he was already like a fucking like when he was training me for a while like he was a fucking. Like I work out with him. He was him. super huge. Yeah, he like, was like a like fucking a power, he was a beast. power lifter. Uh, yeah, okay. But now because of jujitsu, man, washboard abs and everything. Right, right, right. Yo, he, it he's down. crazy. Like, like he was already like, you know, like like he calls himself Grizz because he was like a Grizz. But now he's like a fucking action figure. Yeah. Uh, and bro, like I, like I still, a superhero. I still see him fucking lifting. You're like, he, uh, he has that fucking strength, but like all that excess is gone. God, it's got to be nice to still be like that in your twenties, man. When you, your I, 20s, dude, you're are you kidding? I would fucking get. I when Matt cracks his neck like that, I'm like, if I did that to myself, yo, I would end up in yo, the hospital. Your head would be. I would. I would fucking. It would have snapped back. Ah! <laughs> are you? Oh kidding? yeah, that. You know, uh, that's the the biggest saying that you never believe when you're young. That's absolutely the biggest truth you'll ever that you find out later on in life. Is youth is wasted on the young. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm invincible. Wasted. Okay, that is true. you have to be young to have that mentality of like I'm invincible. Because man, listen, it's so it's so simple. I think about stupid shit like when you're young and you run upstairs, you can skip stairs. No, and, <laughs> listen to no. me. Listen to me. No, at 37, no. that's an ankle. If I that's if, an if ankle. I try to skip steps, I gotta like look at this shit a couple times. Like, all right, look, if I do this, like, dude, I had to make. I was I was fucking around with my cousin. Okay, we were playing tennis. We have, I'm no, oh, I'm in no condition to play tennis. Okay, I lost 35 pounds and gained it all back. Right. 
I am in no condition to play tennis right now. My ankles are damn near shot at this point, right? Uh, just at, 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 at anything, a fucking pebble could set this off. It's like okay. his wife gets pregnant and he gains the weight. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so we're playing tennis and my brother hits a shot and I go running for the shot, okay? And now there's like, I realize I can't stop the momentum. The momentum, but I have this like yellow tape that's like I'm about to like it's it's the yellow tape is on the bottom like by the feet and then kind of like by the oh, hip area. Shit, man. So now I have to decide. That's I have to decide now. The, and decision. by the way, very quickly, all of this is happening. <laughs> How hard am I going to try to jump? And like I was like, all right, I'm just going to jump over the yellow tape, and my brain was like the fuck you are <laughs> like the, the fuck you are so i just i had to like i had to settle with okay we're just gonna go crashing through this yellow tape oh. and hopefully it doesn't trip us up and i got lucky and i got lucky but let me tell you something my body betrayed me that day like that like I, i'd never that that experience i was like oh shit it's happening yeah, man. Now, it's not happening. It happened. But see, the thing is, for me, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I was such an athletic person all my life that simple shit like that, it fucks with me bad. I, like, I mean, re- like, it really, like, and that goes to coordination. So it's like, damn, I can't even. Dude, I played, I played, I, I was athletic my entire life. My, I, and I, up until like my late 20s. Yep. yep. That's, what, that's right I, when it started. Like, and well, then I, I took my, I took my early 30s off and. Whew, Holy shit. See, that's the thing. They always say you got to, like, stay with it. As long as you stay with it, then, it, you know, it's fine. But, like, yeah, man, coordination for me. I think, like, it's, like I said, simple shit, man. Um, running, jumping over a fence. I was doing it just playing with the kids one time. Like, yo, you think you can really clear it? I'm like, yeah, I can clear it. And I cleared it. But, y'all, I felt everything in my body when I cleared that shit. I'm like, damn. You're like, why? okay, we're not doing like, that shit yo, again. That is. <laughs> why my wrist hurting? All I did was hold the fence. To, what the fuck? <laughs> what the like, why my what? fingers hurting? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm just gripping the fins, bro. Like, damn. Oh, sorry, like, nah, that shit is whack. That's like, that's like, a, I, I used to, I used to be a little bit rambunctious. I used to get into some trouble when I would go out, right? And get into some fights. Oh, he uh, wanted, yo, he wanted them, man. Oh, yeah, he, he is one of them. I, no, I was. I wasn't. Wait, wait but, 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 hold that thought already over the time. But I did want to ask you, um, and you reminded me when we're, ta- when we're talking about, uh, angles. Uh, we got a little bit, you got a little bit into the dark side of uh, bodybuilding and, you know, some of the dangers. Uh, bodybuilding versus powerlifting. Mm. Uh, does does, does, does any, any of that, uh, like, what applies, what, you know, what crosses over, what's, so the, par- what's well, the parallels? So with power, powerlifting, they're going to they're gonna drug test you, okay? Especially, like, if you're doing Olympic and you're competing like that, like that way, they're going to they're gonna drug test you, so... That's safe in that aspect. Now, injuries can always occur, but in that aspect, as far as uh, um, performance-enhancing PDs, you're fine. In bodybuilding, I mean, you have to actually go to a federation that tests. And not to say it like that, because one of my clients, my man, um, my man Evan, shout out to Evan, man. Evan competes naturally, and he's amazing. Like, he, like bro, he looks amazing. And he's one of the people that's like, yo, I never want to cross to the dark side. Whereas me, on the other hand, I crossed to the dark side at the age of 28. I'm now about to be 38. That's 10 years ago. So it's like, 
Right. I, so now on a sci- on some nerd shit, scientifically, it's a certain hormone that happens when you do that, that uh that can always make you put on muscle faster for the rest of your life. So I can never now go and do a natural show because when they test me, it'll always show that that hormone that is hormone all- it's already active. It it mm-hmm. always show like yo he's somewhere somewhere. So, but isn't this okay? But isn't that so? Basically, what you're saying is like in bodybuilding, mm-hmm. it's expected of like. Yeah, that's that, that's a given, man. That, that's, there's no USADA. There's no there's Cause, no. Because you got to think like when you talk about science wise, like I was saying earlier, think about it. For the guy to have like a 27 inch waist, but his shoulders is, you know, 42, and his arms are 23. Like like, like scientific wise, you can't spot reduce fat, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's hard to have that amount of muscle and that low body fat because homeostasis is going to kick in. Your body is going to say, hey, look, you know what? We're going to go into starvation mode. We don't know when the next time he's going to feed us or, or have us healthy or fatty food. Right. So the next time he eats something, we're going to hold this shit for dear life. Right? So it's going to bloat you. It's going to make you. It's going to hold. It's going to hold the shit, everything. But, in, but if you're a bodybuilder, you want to pass that. You, you can't allow that. Right. So you got to keep passing that to pass that fat, but to keep, but, but to keep the muscle scientifically that you're asking for something to happen. That's like quantum physics. So the only thing that's going to help make that happen is PDs. You get me now? That's impossible. That's why if you look at natural bodybuilders or people who are naturally built mm-hmm. and look really nice, they'll always have like a little, you know, little pudge, little thing. I mean, that's, that's natural. That's the body saying, all right, this is our limit for central nervous system and bodily function. We ain't going past this shit here. Right. That's just natural. So if I go any lower than this and still keep muscle, that's not natural. Mm. I mean, that's that, That's just so, you know, that's how you can always Because you're judge. just not really supposed to be doing that to your body to begin with, right? To your body. Like, while it looks like you're in this peak physical condition, you're not you really. You look good, but your body is really like. You're not healthy. When you feed us and we finally eat, eat, we go hold all this shit. That's why after a show, when you were talking about the protocol, after a show, you can't, you can. We, we, we binge, you know, that night. Oh, you know, ribs, da, da, da. But you can't go OD. Because right. you get sodium overload and all kind of stuff. Like I did my very first show, that 2013 show, I ate. And I ate for seven days straight and didn't use the bathroom. Right. So, and I didn't, nobody told, I didn't have a coach. Woo! Nobody told me. Like so, I, so one day we was doing a conference call at my GNC store. And I was like, yo, I finally got to use the bathroom. And I was stuck in there. I had to call 911. The EMT had to put me on a call and take me to a place and get put an enema in in me and everything like I couldn't use the bathroom I was backed up because I was so lean and that's the first time I ever did a show I was so lean and so carved I went without cars for two weeks that's horrible right and I didn't know because I had no coach I'm just reading shit I see on magazines and shit so after the show was over that Saturday from Saturday until like that Thursday straight I was eating like everything whole pizza pies uh, burgers whatever Jesus and I wasn't Christ. using the restroom so my stomach was knotted up, everything. I'm just like, damn, like that could kill you. Damn right. So yeah, that's how I found out. Like nobody told me, but that's how I found out. And then everybody was like, oh yeah, you gotta so and so and so. Like you know, where were you guys with that information before? <laughs> but this is 2013 too, though, y'all. So this is, a, I mean, this is a good little minute ago. So you know, shit was still new, but nobody told me nothing. So right. I found out that day when EMT had to come pick me up from the, and I had a mall GNC store too. This ain't like no strip center. They come in the mall with the gurney and shit. Like your pants are around. Yeah. Your so and, and the thing that's so embarrassing. 
I was gonna call one of my employees to come in and, ru- and, and run my store. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that day I had a regional visit, so my regional was outside. Like Kevin, I got the store, so he mm-hmm. had to see me on the gurney, like with a a, a, towel. a sheet over my ass, like. <laughs> <sighs> so that's how I found out, man. So that's that's part of the things after a show. You don't want to get sodium overload. You need to write a book. Yo, look at that. <laughs> Maybe, man. Maybe in the future. You should bro. title it the time I didn't take a shit for seven days. <laughs> I might, bro. You have no shortage of chapters. <laughs> it's like, I mean, seriously. Chapter eight. <laughs> <laughs> Auto suggestion. Nah, let me stop, man. I mean, oh, wait, I might... wait, wait. Did you call it chapter eight because he ate a lot? Like no. was that was that a pun? No, but you know what? It was you know what? chapter eight. You know, you know, bars. You know, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I did it subconsciously, consciously, because uh, uh, we're on that wavelength tonight. Uh, his paradigm, okay. paradigm, paradigm, paradigm. Are shifting, bitches. <laughs> paradigm. I'm gonna be ripped. Okay, <laughs> look at me. This fat body is getting ripped. All right, because paradigm shift just happened here. Paradigm shifting. That's yeah. what you're talking about. That's it. Now, see, now what y'all go do after this, y'all go look up. Oh, I'm going to go eat pizza. Bob Proctor. <laughs> and you're going to listen to Bob Proctor. I listen to Bob, Bob Proctor, Proctor when I go to sleep. I pull my headphone. I listen to Bob Proctor talk. I'd, I'd never heard of this man. I he am, just, yo, he just died like, like last really? month. That's, man, uh, R.I.P. to Bob Proctor, man. He could teach you how to, you know, subdue your subconscious mind, man. All right. All right. Uh, we're almost done. Yeah, on on that note, going to wrap things up. I just got to say, what are you going to say? You you got to come back. There's still so much more we got to tap into. And this episode has been brought to you by Sandbar Coconut Grove, home of the fish taco, 3064 Grand Avenue, Miami, Florida, 33133. Dude, like, I, like, like you notice, I, I barely, this... I know you probably got a lot of, lot of questions. I know you do. Like, I did, th- this is the least I've ever talked for an episode. I, I was just, I was just absorbing all the stuff you were saying. Cause you, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. This was, the, 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 this was really incredible. I didn't Kevin. know what to expect. I didn't, uh, which is great. I, because you, I mean, you fucking home run. Home run, sir. A chameleon? Yeah. No, 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 no. Home run. I was, I was like, okay. I guess we'll talk about bodybuilding stuff. No, like like we were just talking about we've we've had a lot of people through here and you know a lot of them. Yep. I feel like this is one of our most important episodes. Seventy three. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, most compelling stories. That's that's definitely for sure. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. inspirational as fuck. So a lot of people that probably know me from that world go hear this shit and be like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Yo, like, because nobody knows shit like this except for people who know me, know me. You know what I mean? Like, this is gonna be like when the magician is like, "Yo, you know where they really hide the ace of spades?" <laughs> I'm a, okay, <laughs> it's in the sleeve. Okay, is it in the sleeve? When he opens the soda can, that's when he turns his hand and it comes out of his neck. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how it's done. You crazy? Mind blown. But the magicians are very upset. How dare you? Hey, Matt, can I say one thing? Say one thing. The fucking Northman is awesome. Oh, go I see it. See that. I don't, go that, see it, people. The movies? Yeah, go see it. Oh, my God. It's so good. Northman, I got to go see that. Though. So good. Dude, Kmar, the Evagen advocate. 
Hey. The motherfucking escape concierge. Hey. Tell people how to get a hold of your stuff, man. Um, wow. There's three different handles. So you got Kmar underscore fitness Miami. That's fitness. You got escape concierge, all one word. That's concierge. And then you got my personal for you know concierge or nightlife. It's Kmar underscore Miami. So that's three different Instagrams. Okay. Oh, so that's too, right quick. What? Timely in your head, you post on the top of every hour on every page, and you don't miss an hour. You do it for six hours straight, so you do six posts a day on each page. Okay. And verbiage each time that's different. You do that? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> that's been since 2014. Yo, I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Facts. The shit he's saying is valid, because one way or the other, whatever page it is, I always see you, you on my home feed. It? You're always there. Six, uh, six hours a day, so that's six posts a day. Okay. <laughs> Look at his face. That's a lot, man. <laughs> Yo. I post and go. I'm just like, boop, uh, here we go. I'll just share this little piece of information. Yo, I hope I hope people yo, we definitely gotta run this one back. And yeah. True. I hope I hope people paid attention. Uh like you you're a fucking wealth of information. This is a great fucking episode. And Thank you. There were many jewels dropped here today. We could have done a whole thing on the dark side of bodybuilding. I'm so fascinated by that, but you're all, that there was just so much shit to be fascinated by. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Before we wrap up, I just want to fucking give you your flowers. You have fucking uh, persevered, overcame incredible circumstances, and it's really, really, is 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 fucking motivational. When you speak, <laughs> so by default you're a motivational speaker. Yeah, that's it. Hey, that's what's. Hey, you heard it from these guys first, y'all. Yeah, well, we'll take five percent. <laughs> okay, okay, one, one, one. We'll go with one. I got you. I got you. Yo, Kmar, appreciate you, brother. Thank, Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank y'all, man. From shrooms to Skyrim. From 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 from